Don't you just say, I love Christmas. Do you love Christmas? I love Christmas and I don't just love Christmas because of the gifts. I love Christmas because we get to celebrate it with family and we get to celebrate it with one another. And even as it rains outside, may I say that it is still one of the most amazing times of any year to celebrate Jesus together. Amen. And so again, I see many people are here. I see many first-time guests. If you are a first-time guest here, why don't you just raise your hand just for a moment. just want to welcome you. Welcome, 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 guys. Welcome, 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 welcome. You, uh, I hope you feel at home. And uh, I thank the Lord for the rain outside. The rain is better than all that heat. Amen. And all of your plans of just drying outside is now going to move inside. Thank God that Jesus came. Listen, if the Lord didn't come, you and I would be in trouble. But uh, He came for us. The Bible said He left heaven for you and me. And so in Isaiah chapter number 9, verse number 6, I know it's a well-known piece of Scripture, but I, I want to go there this morning and I, I want to just highlight for you certain things. There's, there's so many things I can say about Jesus on Christmas Day, but what I want to say about Him is found in Isaiah chapter number 9, verse number 6, and there's d- different things that I'll, I'll just highlight for you. It says this, for us a child is born, hallelujah, for us a son is given, and the government shall be upon His shoulders. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. Can I just say amen at that scripture? Listen, the power of Christmas lies in the fact, and I know many people will say, oh, but this was not the day. It does not matter which day it was. What matters is, is that the King was born. May I say that? It might not have been the 25th of December. It doesn't matter if it's not the 25th. And we know by fact it's not the 25th. But the truth is what does matter is that God left heaven. He said, I'll come to earth. I'll be born by a virgin Mary. I will die for their sins. I will go to the cross. I will defeat sin, the power, and the grave. I'll take the keys of Satan, and then I will rise again on the third day. I'll be seated next to the Father forevermore. And then I will make my enemy my footstool, and He'll make your enemy your footstool. That's the King of Kings. Are you there? So it doesn't matter when He was born. The truth is He was born. And so the, what I find just, what I find amazing about, about the story of the Lord is this, is that the story of the ages has always been that God was in pursuit of a man. God was looking for somebody. And I want to quickly go all the way back to the beginning and just highlight one or two things there and then I'll come all the way to Jesus. We have to understand that God gave the earth to Adam and Eve, right? And because God gave the earth to Adam and Eve, He said, let them have dominion, let them rule. And then we know that the the enemy came, Satan came. He came to Eve, he came to Adam, and he tried to get them out of communion of God. Little did he know that God had a plan. May I say that again? Little did he know that God had a plan. And so we see, of course, Adam and Eve fall. And then many, many years you see the whole Old Testament coming before you. You see the book of Genesis, Exodus, Deuteronomy, Numbers, all of those different scriptures, all of those different parts of the Bible. You get, then you get the prophets, you get the Psalms. And then you find the, in the New Testament, you find the angel of the Lord coming to Mary. And the angel of the Lord says to Mary that, and I want to read for you what he, what he says. I want to quote just a, a short portion there. It's Mary said this, Mary said, I am the servant of the Lord. May it be unto me according to your word. What was God saying? God was busy making a transaction of Mary. He was telling Mary, Mary, inside of you will be born, a vir- you are a virgin inside of you. The Holy Spirit will come or the Holy Spirit will come and He will overshadow you. And as He overshadows you, you will be impregnated by the Holy Spirit and you're going to give birth to a son and His name will be called Emmanuel, God with us. 
Are you there? And suddenly we see, and Mary says that, let me just say this again, because it's so powerful. Thank God for the yes of Mary. Amen. Mary said, I am the servant of the Lord. May it be unto me according to your word. And what we find in the scripture here is so important is that the Bible says, and the Holy Spirit overshadowed Mary and Mary became impregnated by the Holy Spirit. Now we have God on the inside of a man. May I say that again? The mystery of the gospel is God inside of a man. And so suddenly we find God inside of a man and Mary starts to carry Jesus. Let me say it like this. Mary starts to carry the salvation plan of man. Oh, come on, there's not enough amens for that. Mary starts to carry the salvation plan of man. Secondly, Mary will start to carry the blood that will one day save her. Amen. Because we know that the blood don't mix and so Mary starts to carry the blood that will one day save her. And I, and I wrote this as I was preparing for you that the biggest event in, in history was not his death, it's his birth. Come on, let's, uh, let me just say that again. The biggest event of history is not his death, it's his birth. The king was born. Let me say it like this. Oh, I want to get you excited on this Christmas. He didn't send an angel. He could have. He didn't send Gabriel. He could have. He didn't send Michael. He could have. He sent his son. Why did the father send the son? Because the father didn't want hirelings. The father wants sons and daughters. And so he had to send the son. And the amazing thing for me about, about Christmas is this is that Jesus came. Jesus said, I'll go. Now, just to put that in, in a little bit of a translation that we can understand that God left heaven. God left heaven. He left it for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. He left heaven. He became a God-man, man-God. Fully God, fully man. I, and I like to say it like this. He was 200% man. Fully God, fully man. He lives out his life in obedience to the Father. The Bible says already from the age of 12, he knew his mission. He knew exactly what the Father wanted from him. But we know he, he couldn't immediately go on to mission. Then at the age of 30, suddenly we find Jesus going on to mission. We find him starting his ministry. We see him being baptized. We see the Spirit of the Lord descend. We see the Spirit of the Lord remain with him. We see him tested by the wilderness. We see him living a life out in obedience to the Father for three and a half years. We see him going to the cross. We see him dying on, on that cross. We see him going to the grave. We see how he comes out of that grave. May I please note that again? He comes out of that grave and he rises to the Father and is alive forevermore. And because he loves, we love. Come on. Give Jesus just a praise offering. Just a little bit softer of the sound. I want to say, like, say it like this. Uh, as I read it again yesterday, and it struck me so much that God needed to forsake Himself to make room for you. Let me say it again. God needed to forsake Himself to make room for you. Because the Bible says when He said, in his, it is finished, what was He busy doing? It was the son saying the task that I've been given is done. It's over. It's completed. Now mankind can be reconciled back to the father because of Jesus. Jesus is our peace. Oh no, let me say that again. Jesus is our peace. Jesus is our confidence. Why? We don't have, we are not at enmity anymore with the father. We are at peace with God. Why are we at peace of God? Because of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. I, I pray you say amen to that. God did not dismiss the charges. He paid for it. Let me say that again. God did not dismiss the charges. He paid for it. He could have, he, he didn't want to leave it unpaid because if Jesus didn't pay for us, we had to pay for ourselves. 
No man could pay that price. Only the God man, the man God could pay that price. Are you there? And as I, as I was busy preparing this, the Lord said this to me. Because I said, Lord, I just express your heart to me. And the Lord said this. He said, each drop of blood was a love letter to humanity saying you're worth it. Let me say that again. Each drop of blood was a love letter to humanity saying you are worth it. I want to I want to stretch your faith. Come on, let's take our faith higher. Romans chapter number 8 verse number 32 says this, if he did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? Save me all things. This is important. Now, I'll say I say it again. He who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all, how will he not graciously give us all things? Save me all things again. If he gave you the best, why will he keep the rest back? Oh, come on, let, let, let our faith go big this morning. If he gave you the best that heaven had to offer, why will he, why will he in any way give you anything less than the best? As you sit here this morning, your price tag is the King of Kings. I'll say it again. If your price tag this morning is the King of Kings, if you ever wanted to know your value, look to Jesus. If you ever wanted to look to your value, look to the cross. If you ever wanted to look at your value, look to the empty tomb. If you ever wanted to know how much you are worth God, you are worth God for God so that you can be saved. Come on, do you know as you sit here this morning, your name is written in the book of life. One day, the Bible says those books will be open and your name must be there. And the only way why Jesus, or the only reason why Jesus stuck out it out on the cross was the Bible says, for the joy that was set before him. What was the joy that was set before him? The joy was set before him, and I'll, and I'll just use the name that you can get it. The joy that was set before him was he saw one day John will give his life to the Lord. He saw one day Susan will give his li her life to the Lord. He saw Peter leaving this. He saw Esmeralda leaving that. The Lord saw people becoming free from the bondage of sin, death, hell, and the grave. And He stuck it out. Through His cross, through His blood, through His death, millions and millions and billions of people are now sons and daughters of the Most High God. We are co-heirs with Christ in heavenly places. We are seated with God in heavenly places. We have royalty running in our bloods because of Jesus. We are no longer orphans. I was once lost, but now I am found. Why? The King came for me. Oh, can I have an hallelujah? The King came. Not just anybody, the King. And I say that again, you cannot be a nobody because the king paid the price. Let me say it like this. Insignificant people, or let me rather say it like this. Insignificant places become very significant when significant people are born in insignificant places. I'll say that just again that we all catch it this morning insignificant places becomes very significant if significant people are born in insignificant places. What do you mean? Bethlehem was an insignificant place. When the king was born there, it became significant. As we sit here this morning, we are insignificant people. However, because the king is born in us, it may make us significant people because insignificant people become significant people because of a significant God that is born inside of us. Let me use another terminology. Ordinary people become extraordinary people when an extraordinary God gets born inside of ordinary people. Ordinary people become 
extraordinary, full of power, full of the Holy Ghost, full of fire. They're able to cast out devils, heal the sick, raise the dead, because we have a kingdom that lives inside of us. I want you to, to know this morning, there's a kingdom, a kingdom that lives inside of you. Come on. Greater is he that lives inside of you than he that's in this world. Yeah, come on, let's give Jesus some praise. And so, maybe one or two more things just to say about this is that unto us a Savior is born, and the Bible says this, and, and we actually just sang it, I was blessed to hear, waiting on them sing it. The Bible says in Luke 2, 14, please listen to this. It says, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace and goodwill toward men. That's Luke chapter number 2 and verse number 14. Glory unto God, peace unto men. You see the two words? Glory unto God, peace unto men. What does this mean? It means that these two words are found in synonym with one another. When we give glory unto the Lord, peace is unto men. Are you there? Are you with me? Your task and my task, not just on Christmas, but your task and my task is to give glory unto God. And in the reciprocation of that glory is peace unto men. I want you to see what, the, what they said when he arrived. When they, just before he came, they said, his announcement went like this. Glory unto God in the highest, but peace to men. What does that mean? Again, I say, the Lord wants us to understand his birth was to glorify God, but bring peace to us. Oh, hallelujah. He is the king of peace. He is the prince of peace. And I pray on this Christmas more than any other Christmas ever before, that peace will be unto you, that peace will be unto your family, that peace will be unto your life in a higher dimension than ever before. Peace is not a feeling. Peace is a person. His name is Jesus. The Prince of Peace. Oh, come on. Are you, are you there? Are you there? Come on, give Jesus. I, I can feel you want to give you. I want us to give Him praise this morning. I'll say it like this. The favor of heaven was given or shown by the Son of God. In other words, God was, is not upset of us through Jesus. God is not except, God is not upset with us anymore. We have peace with the Father. As you and I sit here, we have this awesome right to call God Father God. Abba Father. Come on, can you imagine? Let me, let me say it like this. If God is your Father, and Jesus is your representative, and the Holy Spirit is your advocate, how can you ever lose? Oh, now let me say that again. If God is your Father, and Jesus is your representative, and the Holy Spirit is your advocate, how can you ever lose? You cannot lose in a court like that. It's a family court. Come on, are you okay? So in this day, as we celebrate the King, let us celebrate what is done for us. You're no longer to be named according to your past. You are now to be named according to your future. Oh, no, there need to be more people saying amen to that. Let me say it again. You are no longer to be named according to your past. You are to be named according to your future. Amen. I want us to go to one more scripture here. One more scripture that's very, very important for us. Listen, listen to the scripture this morning. So important. I want us just to read this. Now, in Matthew chapter number 1 and verse number 22, it says this. Now, all of this took place to fulfill what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall be with child and she will bear a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. 
And I want to end with three, four sayings this morning that I can just embed it into your spirit. The word Emmanuel, save me, Emmanuel. The word Emmanuel means God with us. Save me the word Elohim. The word Elohim means God in a man. Now I want you to see we are speaking about the same God here. Now as you are seated here this morning, if you've received the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, then it is again God in a man. So you are not sitting here as an ordinary person. Oh, I hope more people say amen to that. You are sitting here as an extraordinary person because again, God is living in a man. As you sit here this morning by receiving Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior, it's not just about being born again. It's about going further and to be known by heaven. And then go more or further than that and to demonstrate heaven. Come on, are you there? Because as it is in heaven, let it be so on the earth. And maybe I want to bring to your attention just two more things that I find very, very important for us this morning. When the king was born, when Jesus was born, his birth was was met with a lot of fanfare. In other words, this was, this was no ordinary uh, event that happened. In actual fact, if you look a little bit into the life of Jesus, you'll find that the Magi that studied the, the stars, every time somebody of significance would have been born, a star would appear, right? And we find this back, this is, this is factual, this is true. Even when Moses came upon the scene, there was a star. But one day the Magi, they, they saw, they were out in the fields and they saw the star of the Savior. And then the Bible says that these Magi, these wise men, took two years, if you study scripture, took two years to get to where Jesus was. And the reason why they took two years is not because of this or that, but they, it took them two years because they didn't want to get to Jesus empty-handed. In other words, they wanted to honor the King. And your Bible says, my Bible says, is that when they found Jesus, He was already two years old, right? In actual fact, according to Greek literature and Hebrew literature, we find Jesus already standing by the time the Magi gets to Him. And they do, they do not just present Him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh, which I'll speak to you this, about this morning. They present Him with oils. They present Him with fine pottery. They present Him with perfumes. They present Him with a massive amount of gifts. Why? He's the King. In actual fact, some theologians will say the reason why the Magi took two years um, to get to Jesus is because of the significance of the size of the gift that they prepared for Him. Are you there? Now imagine this scenery just for a, mo a moment. Just think it in with me just for two seconds. Here comes three wise men or actually a company of people, but the three wise men for us is highlighted. They come into the place where Jesus is and the Bible says they fall down and they worship Him. Two years old. They recognize they are in the presence of royalty. They recognize they are in the presence of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And then the Bible says, of course, that Herod wanted to kill Jesus, wanted to get rid of Him and of course, the Bible says that the, the, that the, the Lord uh, warned the Magi in a dream. And so they left another way. And that's why I want you just to note, that's why the, um, Herod tried to, to kill everybody, all the children two years and younger, because he tried to remove the salvation plan off the earth. But he was unsuccessful. Say hallelujah to that. 
He was unsuccessful because God was already ahead. God already removed Jesus and Jesus was already with his family in Egypt. And then the Bible says that out of Egypt, I will call my son, right? And he was called, he was born of course in, in Bethlehem. The word Beth means house. The word Lachem means bread. If you put the two together, he was born in the house of bread. What did Jesus call himself in John 4? I am the bread of life. Oh, come on, give Jesus just some praise this morning. Two last things I want to say. The gold that they presented to him spoke about his royalty. Spoke about that he's king. Spoke about that, that he is going to be the king. The frankincense that they gave him spoke about his priestliness or the priesthood that he's representing. The mirror that they gave him spoke about his death, burial and resurrection that is ahead of him. And I want you to see with the three different gifts that they presented to him, they were already prophesying about his end. Come on, are you there? The point is this, 1 John 4, 17, as he is, so are we in this world. And on this Christmas, on this Christmas service, I want you to celebrate that the King was born. Let me say it like this. He was not the first raised from the dead. He was the first born from the dead. Many others were raised. Elijah was raised. Lazarus was raised. The little girl was raised. But Jesus was born. He was the first born from the dead. Why is he the first born from the dead? Because here sits a room full of people and a few hundred people online that because he was born, you and I can be reborn. Because He was born, you and I can repent. Because He was born, you and I can be redeemed. That's why I say He was born to die. He came to save us. Come on, are you there? Think about it just for a moment. I, and I... I sometimes I imagine it something like this. As Jesus were hanging on that cross, the enemy must have celebrated because it must have looked like, okay, I'm winning here. But he didn't know with every drop, freedom came. Drops, cancer, poof. Drops, arthritis, gone. Drops, marriages restored. Drops, children can come back home. Drops, drug addicts can get free. Drops, demons can flee. With every single drop, deliverance came. Are you there? So, why are we celebrating Christmas? The King was born. Oh, come on, can we just please give him just 10 seconds of praise? And I'll end of this. I don't want to, I want to go too long because we want to do communion and then I want you to be at home today with your families. When Jesus came to the earth, He came to a Virgin Mary, right? And this Virgin Mary said yes to God's plan. Thank God that Mary said yes. But the first Mary's yes gave way of passage to the second Mary, salvation. Let me say that again. When he, when he comes to the earth first, he comes to a virgin Mary. The first virgin Mary's yes gives right of passage so that a second Mary can be saved. Right? Let's go a little bit further. When he comes the first time, he comes to a virgin Mary. When he raises from the dead, he goes to the Mary that he casted the devils out of. Do you see that? The law comes unto perfection. Grace comes unto the sinner. Oh. And as you sit here this morning, you are saved by the magnitude of the unaccounted, un or oh, how can I say this? You are, you are saved 
by the hugeness of the grace of God. If you ever want to know how much grace He has, look what He saved. He saved us from damnation. He saved us from, from hell. He saved us from not being family. He saved us. I'm not just saved. I'm renamed. I'm not just renamed. I'm repurposed. I'm not just repurposed. I'm redestined. There's a king that lives inside of me. His name is Jesus. Oh, come on, give Jesus something. And maybe a last thought for you this morning that I, I want to leave with you is this. Is what is your yes giving way of passage to for somebody else? Is your yes to the Lord helping somebody else? Come on, are you there? Is your yes to the Lord helping somebody else? The yes of Mary gave the king right to come to the earth. Please note that if God came as a spirit, he would have violated his own word. So he had to find a man to be in agreement of him. And Mary said yes. Thank God for Mary. But because Mary said yes, millions of people, billions of people can say yes. And I pray on this day that you'll say yes to the Lord. That your life will say yes. That your lifestyle will say yes. That your family will say yes. That your business will say yes. That your children will say yes. That you'll say yes, Lord, here am I. Let me maybe say it like this. The greatest gift of the Father to the world was the Son. The greatest gift you can give back is you. Let me say that again. The greatest gift that the Father gave is the Son. The greatest gift you can give is you. On this Christmas, give yourself back to God. Oh. Let me say that again. On this Christmas, give yourself back to Jesus. Say, Lord, here am I. Here am I, Lord. Use me. Come on. Life means nothing if we don't fall in love with Jesus. I sat yesterday with the Lord. I said, Lord, certain, I was running through certain things in my mind about, you know, 2024 and what I believe the Lord wants to do. And I was writing down all of these, all of these things that I, I felt the Lord was saying to me. And as I was busy doing it, the Holy Spirit came and rested upon me. And He asked me a question. He said, why not put on top of that list, your greatest goal is to love me more. Say it again. He said, why don't you put on top of that list rather, your greatest goal is to love me more. And when he said it, my heart said, yes, Lord, of course. Because without loving you, it's impossible. But with you, all things are possible. Come on, empower. Will you make that decision today and say, Lord, I give myself to you. I give myself. I want to love you more. You know, so many people criticize and say, this is not the Lord's birthday. And we know. And I said it, no, no, just as well. But you know, this morning, early on when I woke up, it's not just my king, it's my friend. Before the sun was up, I was up, and I said, Lord, happy birthday. And I know, I know, I know, the religious people can say, ah, you know, it's not his birthday, and it's this and that and whatever. Listen, 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 listen. I am in love with the King. I am in love with Jesus. And between me and Him, it's happy birthday. Come on.
Empower. It's happy birthday. It's happy birthday, Jesus. It's happy birthday, Lord. It's happy birthday, the Savior of the world. Happy birthday, King of Peace. Happy birthday, my comforter. Happy birthday, my shield. Happy birthday, my conference. Happy birthday, the rock of ages. Happy birthday, the one that saves, heals, restores. Happy, glorious birthday. Come on, empower. It's forever and ever and ever and ever we can love Him and worship Him and praise Him. And one day we're going to be of the angels and of those that went before us. And we will be able to say, we worship the one that sits upon the throne. Emmanuel, God, that is worth us. Oh, give Him some praise and give Him some honor and give Him some glory. Maybe a last, last, last thought. You know, when a preacher says it's, it's his last, it's never the last. It's like the last of the last of the last. <clears throat> this morning, the Lord said this to me as I was spending time. <clears throat> Every now and again, these halls, they go down a different hall. And um, I need to watch myself. The other day, while we were busy, while I was busy preaching, the hole got stuck on the left side. I was like, Lord, <laughs> help me that this hole just remove itself there. Um, as I was spending time with the Lord this morning, again, it's not just Savior, it's friend, right? As I was spending time, I said, Lord, I miss you. I miss you, I know you're present, but I really, really, really miss you. Just want you to know. And the Lord answered me immediately, He said, Son, there will come a day that we will never be separate from one another. You will be in my presence, you will be in my glory, but not yet. There's a job ahead. Let me say to you this morning, there's a kind time coming where we're going to lay down these tents. We don't need them anymore one day. And we're going to be of the King. And we're going to be of His angels. And we're going to be of family members that are going to be of Him. And we're going to be with all the ancient saints, Moses, David, Jeremiah, Abraham. And forever and ever our song will be glory to the Lamb of God that came to save a dying world. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, we are not lost, we are found because of Jesus. Come on in power, give Jesus a massive, massive shout of praise. Amen and amen. And so this morning, we want to we wanna make sure and we want to do it with everybody that's with us online. If we can ask the ushers to get ready, we want to take communion with you. And the reason why we want to take communion with you this morning is because of what communion symbolizes for us. Amen. And we want to do it as family and so... I want to encourage every single person that's online of us right now as well to, to get your communion elements and I want to read for you the scripture which is so important for us that we understand what we are busy doing. If your Bible is marked, your life won't be. Can I say that again? If your Bible is marked like this Bible, your life will not be. In the book of 1 Corinthians, you find the following. And I see so many families here. It's awesome to see so many families. The Bible says the following. It says this in verse 
Number 24. Why don't you guys just put that up for the people? 1 Corinthians 11, 24. It says, When he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Verse number 25. In the same manner, we also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This too, as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. Can I have just one of those cups? So this morning, what I want you to do, we're going to do this as, as families. You'll find right around the auditorium here in the front, um, and all the way around the front, yes, is, is communion elements. And what I want us to do, I just want to pray for all of us, and then I want you to go as families. As you eat this bread this morning, remember that this body was broken so that yours don't need to be. This body was scarred so that yours can be whole. Your, this body was wounded so that yours can find healing. This body was striped so that yours don't need to be. Amen. When you drink this blood, remember this blood is, was shed so that your sins can be washed away as far as the east is from the west and to be remembered no more. Can I say that again? To be remembered no more. Stop trying to remind God about a sin He washed away. And as we do it as family members this morning, we are celebrating, as the Bible says, the Lord's death, His burial, and His resurrection. Because the King is not dead. He's alive. Oh no, give me a bigger amen. The King is not dead. He is alive. Amen. So why don't you just, there we are, why don't you just lift your hands, everybody, before we start to take communion. And then I want us just to come as family. Father, thank you that I can pray across the auditorium, Lord, over hundreds and hundreds of people, families, Lord, sons and daughters. Father, I want to pray this morning that your hand will rest heavily upon them. Father, I want to pray over each and every one of them in this day as they take hold of your flesh, as they drink your blood. May they do so in remembrance that they have been forgiven that their names are written in the Lamb's book of life. And now forever they are sons and daughters of God. And Father, I pray that in this day, that this Christmas is special because the King was born. And Father, I thank you as families come and have communion, that they'll put you right in the middle of everything they are and everything they do. The King has eternal life of Him. Father, I bless every family. I bless them from the top of their head to the soles of their feet that you and your household shall know the blessing of the Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. I want us to come this morning. You're welcome to come with your family. If you're here as a single person, you're welcome to come also. If you're here uh, with just however you are here, with whoever you are here, won't you come and get the communion elements. I want us to come and uh, please partake and please um, get of the elements. I see there are the guys passing by. And um, if we can do so quickly, guys. Thank you so much. Here in front, can I ask the, the guys just to be in front and to get the communion elements here in front. Thank you so much. Let's just take a moment, everybody. Can I ask the the... the volunteers and the ushers just to keep on standing here in front stand in front for me guys thank you so much you're welcome family come and get the elements for yourself there at the back is as well and just sing a song wait
I just ask is there anybody left that have not yet received communion elements there's anybody like that won't you just raise your hands I just want to see if there's anybody that haven't received communion yet everybody served I want us before we're gonna honor the Lord of our giving this morning I want us just as a family this morning to do something that we haven't done so before I want us to thank the Lord that he came is that okay? Can I ask you to stand just with me? I want you just to grab the person's hand next to you. Come and empower church. And for everybody online as well, you can just put an emoji on. I see a lot of people online with us. Why don't you grab the person's hand just next to you? Come on, we family. If you are single, this is your moment. Come on, let's thank the Lord together. I want you to thank the Lord with me because you and I are here because He came, right? Let's thank the Lord. Pray with me. Say, Heavenly Father, thank you that you sent Jesus 
Jesus, thank you that you left heaven and that you came for me. Thank you, Lord, that you died on the cross for me. Thank you, Lord, that you went to the grave for me. Thank you, Lord, that you rose from that grave for me. And thank you, Lord, that you are seated now at the right hand of the Father forevermore for me. Lord Jesus, on this Christmas day, I want to say thank you, Lord, that you came for me. Thank you for writing my name in your book of life. Thank you, Lord. And Lord, with all that I have within me, happy birthday. Come on, give Jesus some praise. Oh, come on, just give him some awesome praise. Yeah, come on, just 10 more seconds. Amen and amen. Well, this morning, just keep on standing. We want to give unto the Lord as well. It's Christmas. It's a time of giving. And I want to say thank you to every single person that is faithful in the house of the Lord, of their tithing and their giving. And in this morning, I want to also give you an opportunity to do so, to give unto the Lord. And as you give today, life is not, as I said yesterday, it's not about the duration, it's about the donation. And I pray that as part of your giving today, you'll love the Lord. Amen? Amen? Love the Lord as you give to the Lord. Love the Lord as you give your tithe. Love the Lord as you give that offering. It is a gift because you are in love, and it's a gift of honor because you honor the King of Kings with your transaction by giving unto Him. Amen? Amen. Remember I told you about the Magi. The Magi did not come empty-handed. They brought Him gifts. And so as Empower Church, let's bring to the Lord that is due unto the Lord. Amen. Bless you as you do so this morning. I want us to, to do so now and to give unto the Lord. We can do so there at the back. Here at the back is also a giving station. Here in the front is a giving station. And also here to my left hand side is also a giving station. And the rest will appear upon the screens right now. Please go so now. Do so now. And please go and uh, let's give unto the Lord.